0: Done? We ready? Everybody, everybody set. Bram Radio folks, hey, we're glad you're here. Today's episode is with my dude Mr. Brad Buyer.
1: Hey, Bram.
0: Brad Buyer. Thanks for having me. So, um so uh, just by way of introduction so people can know who yes. is sitting in this chair over here just in case someone doesn't recognize you. Um, you are originally from Wisconsin. You grew up in Wau- Waukesha, Wisconsin, correct. Yeah, Waukesha,
1: mm-hmm. Wisconsin, yep. and then
0: you went to, uh, you went to college in Minnesota and right. I did. I went to university of Minnesota for a couple of years, university years. of Minnesota, and you studied,
1: well, first year, you didn't, didn't study. study first year. I didn't study anything. You didn't study anything. Uh, and then second, but what happened was when I went there, um, I'd always been interested in, in, in maybe trying acting. I didn't do it in high school because I played sports. I played football and basketball and baseball. Um, but it was always in the back of my mind. It was something I wanted to try. I'd go to movies and I'd go to plays and I'd see it. And it was something that sort of was, you know, made an impact on me. You know, it was something I wanted to try. So when I got to the University of Minnesota, there was a class called Acting for Non-Theater Majors. and
0: That's what they called the class? That's
1: what they called it, yeah. And I did it and and... It just something clicked. Like I, I, loved it, and I, and I thought, well,
0: that's kind of like uh, the Impossible Burger,
1: yeah, kind of pretty, thing. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> it's no, like no real commitment <laughs> to anything, you know. Uh, but there was something about it the the freedom and the the work that you you did to prepare a character like it was enticing. Yeah, um, and also the performance aspect of it reminded me of getting ready for a game or playing sp- like like sports in high school for me were were everything uh it kept me out of trouble it kept me doing my homework mm.
0: um so this felt kind of like that did it so so you went to that school after that you you fell in love with acting yeah that you ended was- up moving to new york did yeah. some off Broadway, yes, and then from there you went to you came here to Los Angeles. We're in Los Angeles right now. In fact, right now we're at uh, the Every Nation City Church offices. They're yes. letting us use their their uh, their their office as our kind of makeshift studio up here because I wanted to come up here and hang out with you. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, this is where you live here in Los Angeles, and you are a professional actor. And- I, I am. Yes, I. And you've been in just a couple things that are pretty high profile, important that people are going to recognize you from. Had,
1: you listen, you know, being an actor is, is an interesting career path. Um, <laughs> if somebody would have told me back when I started that it would have gone this way, I may have thought twice about it, but ultimately, um, what's there's...
0: that bit? since you're a white middle-aged male <laughs> in Hollywood. No, that doesn't that, it?
1: doesn't, that doesn't really bode well for anybody these days, <laughs> but, um, uh, there's a lot of ups and downs mm-hmm. there's a lot of ups and downs there's been some great i'm talking about career career wise there's been some great incredible moments and projects that i've gotten when you said around. when
0: you said if i could have told talk to myself and told myself my younger self yeah told them what
1: well i may want to rethink that because i everything every everything that's happened to me in my career and the jobs that i have gotten and have not gotten have led me down a path. one of those paths was meeting my wife working at a hotel doing a side job when i was out of work and then, and ultimately it was one of the most important moments of my life, right? i mm-hmm. met my wife, the person that i've you know, I'm spending my life with and and uh, yeah, she's amazing. she's incredible. wow. and we we have two beautiful children and and so i would probably not change a thing when yeah. i think about that because yeah. my children and my wife are the the most important things in my life mm. the work and being an actor is is also very important but nothing can replace finding the right person and and having a family for me anyway that's something that i always wanted even when i started in this business when you have these ideas of all oh, fame and being being well known and being successful i always wanted a family i always wanted a wife and children yeah so in that respect you know It's, it's pretty, it's pretty great.
0: What's the hard part?
1: The rejection, the, the, the not knowing when your next job is going to come, not being able to be, not having that sort of continuity and, 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 uh, you start to crave, um, stability and that's really hard to come by in this business. I've had stretches of it, um, but ultimately it's, it's very up and down and, riding through that in life with a partner can be difficult and we've had our ups and downs with that. I mean, my wife, God bless her, is very successful and she's very good at her job. And you know, when things started to slow down for me in the last couple of years with the pandemic and everything else that's been going on, um, she's really held down the fort. So it's, I'm incredibly lucky. Yeah, And it's also given me the time to spend with my boys. I had an actor tell me once, when you're out of work and you have children the time that you're not working is never misspent because you're with your children and i and i believe that to be very true these last few years with my kids have been incredible so i guess i wouldn't trade that for anything even mm. if some you know if i had a big job and i was making a lot of money i still i wouldn't be able to spend the time with my children mm. so it's a, it's a it's always a trade off there's always something and i guess in that equation spending time with my wife and children is more important than anything so right yeah
0: uh the first time I ever saw you I was watching the movie 42 Mm -hmm. and in fact I big old racist big old racist picture you were up there (laughs) you were letting it rip yeah and uh I remember watching you on the screen and and I told my wife I'm like I don't I don't like this dude (laughs) at all. And she was like, the guy or or the actor? Because I've been spending 21 years in stunts and stuff like that. I know a a bunch of actors. I said, I don't like that dude. And she said, the actor or the character? And I was like, the character. And she's like, that means the actor's doing a good job. I guess I was doing a good job. You were doing a great job. He's a real jerk. So then fast forward what, I mean three years maybe two years how long what was it between 42 and, and uh, thank it's you. like
1: four years four years three and three and a half four years yeah. yeah then
0: i got to meet you in person right. and and when i met you at the mall and ran up to you with my autograph book <laughs> it was like oh my god Brad buyer will you please sign nah, my that wasn't how it went no you, you were you called me fatty
1: and told me to stand against the wall i didn't do i didn't mean it <laughs> much (laughs) that was uh that was a humbling week for me but i'll never forget it
0: so uh let's talk about that for a minute sure how we how you and i actually met so it's an amazing movie thank you for your service if uh
1: yeah to me that movie i'm so proud of that movie and that movie means so much to me and i think it's probably the best movie i've ever been involved with it was it was nobody saw it which is so unfortunate you know, it's a very polarizing, it's very polarizing subject it matter. It touches
0: some, it gets into some issues that are real issues Right. that, that you know, to some degree I've had some face to face with some of those issues, especially in some of my really close friends that, you know, I yeah. that have seen way worse stuff than I ever did militarily. Right. But this movie gets right in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, right in the middle of it and watching i mean it goes into it gets into uh suicide ideations and veteran suicide it gets into um, mental health issues and it touches on post-traumatic stress and it talks it talks about it gets into reintegration and all those things right right but man it that movie i mean watching that movie after knowing all of you guys as well as we got to know each other yeah that was a real get to know you week <clears throat> it I was watching that movie and it was I mean I was so so proud of that movie and of you guys doing it right that it uh I mean that movie that movie will change a dude if he lets it that's yeah, how I look I, at that
1: I mean listen my I grew up in a family where my my dad served my both my grandfather served both my uncles served it was something I always wanted to do when i was in college um the second year at the university of minnesota i wanted to start nrotc and and hopefully go into the marines and be an officer and that was something i wanted to do mm-hmm. um but i found the theater and changed direction and became a very theatrical <laughs> uh you know um i did find the theater and i ended up being an actor and 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 my life went that way instead but i'd always felt if there was one thing in my life that I did regret up, up until, you know, in, later in my adulthood, uh, that I regretted was not, not serving, not being yeah. a part of the military. Cause it was something that was always very important in my family and held in very high regard. Yeah. And this was an opportunity for me to sort of be a part of that without really being a part of it. But, but yeah, representing something that I believed in very deeply and Every time I see that movie, I cry because I I remember what we all went through to make it. And I remember...
0: That movie was expensive to make from an emotional standpoint. It had to have been. Now, I wasn't on set. And answer everybody's question as to what we're alluding to, um, myself and three other guys were on the cadre to be able to teach these young actors how to be military members. Teaching teaching is a very... (laughs) loose term was it we, we didn't teach we for, forced. forcibly learned
1: it <laughs> no listen that week so let me let me set it up for you okay i get the call just tell the
0: story yeah, yeah. you should I just the tell I the stories call. about it because i get the up. yeah
1: i get the call i i auditioned a couple times with jason and i felt like it all went really well and i was portraying uh, a soldier that lost his life um, named james doster in
0: I and remember. he's and he's really a person he's a real That's...
1: person and and his wife is being portrayed in the movie and mm-hmm. i'm portraying him so i i went and met with his wife and started having conversations with her about and she was gracious enough to share things about him and i went i went to um to to, to visit the family and get to know the the wife and the and his girls a little bit so it became very personal and um So I get the call at Christmas that I've, that I got this part. I'm backtracking a little bit and I'm like, okay, it's like, it's like three days after Christmas and I'm like drinking eggnog and terribly out of shape, um, was not prepared for what was about to, yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's not, let's not, let's not tread lightly. Um, and I had, you know, they, 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 I get a call from my agent saying, you're going to be going to what's called military immersion camp. I was like, "Oh, okay. Oh, well, what what's that?" And they're like, "Well, it's 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 a military. You're going to learn how to, you know, be a military person." I'm like, "Oh, it's probably pretty easy cuz we're a bunch of actors. They got it to it was like walking into a buzzsaw. <laughs> I get off the plane to on the way to this military camp uh that we're going to Do
0: you remember what do you remember what Johnny and I named the camp? I can't remember. Camp so. Juilliard Home for Wayward Boys. Yeah, that's that's yeah. appropriate. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they drive us so we have no idea where we're staying they drive us to this very sort of rough looking hotel on the edge of atlanta in a neighborhood that was i guess you could say it was a little unsavory
0: uh um, it was sporty it was sporty there were people that lived in that i hotel. know i
1: know it was it was something
0: yep and we and, fed them every day remember know, do you remember, remember yeah uh, you know,
1: every anytime we had anything left over johnny you guys Johnny yeah. Hoffman was. We
0: just ordered them. We just ordered extra food. So we made sure that yeah. there was enough left for the people that no, lived there. It, it was,
1: was. It was inspiring. That that was. I mean, you guys were all about service, and we learned that. Um, but I remember seeing Johnny, who, who is, we called the Master Chief because he was one of the main guys that put the Navy SEALs through BUDS training. Right. Mm-hmm. He was. He's legendary for that. He sure is. And I remember seeing him, and I walked up to him, and. <laughs> I saw you guys walking around with your hats and your sunglasses looking very intimidating. And I was, you know, scared shitless. I'm like, I just got off the plane, had a panic attack. And I walk into this situation, right? And Johnny's <laughs> standing there staring at me with his beard. And, yeah. and I walk over. I'm like, hi, my name's Brad Byer. I mean, he's like, I don't care who you are. And you sure as F don't want to know me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Ah!
0: Sounds right.
1: <laughs> I was like, and then one of the producers, Ann came up to me and pulled me aside. She's like, listen, Brad, I just want to tell you, this is going to be a very bad week for you. I'm like, what? It's going to be very hard. The training's going to be very, I'm like, okay. And she's like, if you can get through the week, we'll have a nice room for you at the West in downtown and you can have a cheeseburger in your room and relax. I'm like, oh my God. the taking your phones away. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is, so then they took our blood pressure, right? The, they were they were doing these sort of medical workups on us that night yeah and my blood pressure was like through the roof and johnny hears about it and comes in and goes why is your blood pressure so high get it down by tomorrow i was like <laughs> okay. okay how do I... <laughs> it was it was one of the most intimidating uh first meetings i've ever had and all you guys were <laughs> all you guys were there and we were standing up against the wall and I remember you explaining to us that it was going to be a terrible week and that we needed to brace ourselves and you weren't
0: lying bro <laughs> just telling you, it just don't like you it is weren't lying spitting truth it was uh it I, remember, was... I remember when you guys first came in it was uh we had to order sandwiches yeah um for you guys and it was just a sandwich we had a, it was like a, a there was a soul food place down the street that's where we yeah. got the most of our food from because yeah, it was, it was great. a ton of calories it was, awesome. and it was amazing food but I think that night, we were getting uh, Subway sandwiches. Big, no, it was and, uh, uh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. <laughs> and you call us all
1: by our names, our character names, and you're like, Doster, you're getting the big John. I hope you like roast beef. If you don't, too bad. I was like,
0: oh, I like it.
1: And one of the guys in the cast was a vegetarian, and he's like, you're oh, getting is- the ham and cheese. And he goes, but I'm a vegetarian. You go, not this week, you're not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we had that discussion, man. It was probably a couple years ago. We were talking on the phone. I was just like, "Did you, uh, did my, uh, my urging towards, you know, <laughs> eating meat being a carnivore, yeah. did that take?" And he was just like, "Man, my guts were tore up oh, that he the week." Porta potty. Johnny was throwing <laughs> rocks at it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Get out of there! He's like, "I can't. I got diarrhea. It's uh, too bad. Do diarrhea on your own time." The
0: movie before you guys was Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Yeah. And there was, the um, and uh, uh, Joel Alwyn. Yeah. And um, this other guy, his name was Barney something, but these guys were, these guys were, uh, these guys were Brits. Yeah. And and you know how we are about accents.
1: No, we had, we had a Brit and a guy, we had one Brit and one guy from New Zealand. Yeah. Beulah and Joe Cole. Yeah. And we're like, you, I will not. Uh, you had to wear that American soldier thing around their neck and recite it anytime you heard the accent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if I hear that British accent, I will kill you. you. Better speak American. You're America now. Yeah. And those guys would be across across the grinder, outside the porta potty, and I would see him talking, and I would yell at them. I would say, "Hey, I I can I can hear you. I can hear that British accent from here." And they would look at each other and they're, oh, "How does he know?" And they they asked me later, "How did you know that we were just talking?" normal and i said well it, you have two british guys standing with no supervision nearby yeah what do you think you were gonna do i'm not stupid like i understand that you were going to absolutely 100 violate the rules if no one's around to moderate the rules yeah, yeah so of course i knew it and it was like oh so you assumed i'm like oh no i knew oh, yeah. I, I i knew yeah
1: well the thing about it was it was it was so it was probably up to that point and maybe even ever since, it was one of the most difficult physical and emotional things I had to endure in my adult life. And yeah. it was a taste, just a taste of what you guys really do. So okay. the appreciation for what our military guys do, especially our special forces guys go through to do what they do is it's just unbelievable. And just to have a little bit of it as a normal person really shows you how hard it is and what a special person it takes to actually do that job. But what the training did for us is it brought us together. We suffered together for a week and, you know, man, I was getting my ass kicked. I was 40 pounds overweight, the oldest guy in the group by 15, 16 years but I wasn't going to give up. Mm. I wasn't going to, you quit. didn't, I wasn't going to quit.
0: you uh, I think we had to modify some things. I know you had shoulder issues. My we,
1: shoulder was, my shoulder was one, it one was of those con- crawls across the concrete.
0: Yeah. Was it was on, a, yeah, it was on fire. Yeah. I think we, the, it, something went South there. And I was just like, we got We kind of got to look after this guy. But we I wasn't going to stop. And I knew you weren't. No, and I knew I that I could gonna, see that. I could see you, that in you. you. Not, yeah.
1: Not, not, not with that project and not with the story we we're trying to tell. And the guys we we're representing and what they gave and their sacrifice, like it was like you just couldn't. Yeah. And
0: uh, and you were representing real dudes, like yeah. your guy Doster. Yeah. And um um and Adam Schumann, yeah. that Miles Teller's Schumann uh, character, is such a great guy. I, absolutely, just, and he and I are still in touch. We're still too. good yeah, friends. You know, it's time. just he is an amazing dude. I told him about this. I said, hey man, I got to get you on. I got to get you on you Ram it, Radio. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's just like, we got to talk about hunting and fishing. I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah this is sure. this is man stuff. This is what we're yeah, gonna do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an incredible guy. So he's, ah, oh, man, that guy. So all the, you remember when Beulah was messing up on the radio? Yeah, yeah. And so oh. I, I took this big, huge two you by four and I, I col- took a sharpie and I colored in like a radio buttons on the front. I took an antenna, a pen, and I taped it to the top. Like it was like, it was an antenna. And I told him that every time he was going to talk to an instructor, he had to do it on the radio and use proper radio procedures. Yeah. Yeah. that was great. Yeah. I'll put a picture up on the screen so, so everybody can see it, but it was, and and he was, I mean, such a good sport and his, uh, his, uh, Haka. Oh, it was great. Well, you guys would have him do
1: it, you know, and you guys would all be in awe of it. And then after why afterwards, you pretend like you didn't like it and then chastise him for doing it 100 percent. this is america yeah <laughs> but you guys are like but you liked it i could see
0: you guys getting into it it was awesome it was awesome yeah it was awesome and he stuff. was like i mean getting up in he our faces piece, and man. just and
1: he's an incredible kid yeah
0: man. dude it was i got ch- i'm getting chills now thinking about him do- by himself alone i know doing the haka in the most stressful scenario with a bunch of dudes you don't know i know that are absolute just meat eaters yes. and and then you're you're over here and you got a bunch of actors that are just trying to just do what Figure they're told and then some dude comes up and goes shirt off haka now and he just yeah man he did it he was amazing yeah, yeah. I, I you in touch guy. with him at all
1: i saw him i went to, i went down to hawaii to do a um uh ncis hawaii or was it i can't remember what it was it was one of those shows um
0: but he was out there for five zero. Yeah, no Hawaii five
1: zero. That's the, yeah, yeah, through, yeah. We did that. So we we got to hang out. And we went and saw Pearl Harbor together, and like, oh nice, it was amazing. I love that guy. That's He's like nice. a brother for life. All those guys yeah. are, you know. After that,
0: yeah, you guys went through something that's very binding. It's yeah. very bonding and binding. Yeah, and I remember when when Johnny and I were first going down there. There was a movie that came out called Thirteen Hours. Oh yeah. And it was about one of my closest friends in the team's Ty right. Woods. And wh- while the movie is, is happening, Johnny and I looked at each other like this was a terrible idea coming to this movie. And we're in the theater and just not doing so great, shall we say. Yeah. You know, snot bubbles and right. balls and stuff. And these two little kids walk out and they walk by me and Johnny and they start making fun of us. And, yeah. and I'm like, little kids, not, yeah. doesn't, I mean, So their mom saw that and we we walked out probably about five minutes later after we waited until all the credits were done and everything else and everybody with nobody else was left in the theater and we walked out and the kids are both standing at attention by the door and the mom said boys go ahead tell them um, we're really sorry for laughing at you. And, um, the way you guys responded to that movie, it must've meant something to you. And we're really sorry about that. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what they said. I don't remember exactly. It was something like that. It was really sweet. Right. And so we just got down there on a knee and we're just, you know, high fiving these kids and, you know, they gave us hugs and it was just, it was really cool. And the mom is sitting back there and she's just like, thank you. You know? Yeah. That's cool. And she said, were you guys in the military? And she said, and, and we said, we were, we're retired now. And she said, well, thank you for your service. And all of a sudden Johnny was like, and he's like, um, thank you, ma'am. I really appreciate it. And Johnny looks at me. He's like, we're taking those guys to see that movie. Yeah. I'm like, what guys? He goes, the thank you for your service guys. Mm-hmm. As soon as she said it, that's when he got the idea. Yeah. Interesting. Do you remember when that happened?
1: Of course I do. I mean, it was at the end of the first day and we were, you know, it was the first day that went. It was Was the first, it was the first day. Ah. It was the end of the first day. And we were all, you know, beat to shit, Mm -hmm. like tired, you know, emotionally spent, we were at it since 430 or five in the morning. And you guys didn't really take it easy on us through the day. I mean, it was it was out of control. I was vomiting. It was very, it puddles. was very controlled. Mud it was vittles. very controlled. It was
0: naked in a mud puddle and it's like 50 degrees. I'm
1: like, what is going on?
0: What is going on? It was a very big mud puddle too. Oh, Jesus.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my God. I ingested, crawling through the mud puddle, I ingested a bunch of it and then vomited up the water and you guys were going, yeah. It's
0: good time. Good time. Good time. I remember before we went, um, we just said, listen, you guys might see movie posters on the wall with your pictures on it. Yeah. Don't let us see you looking at it. Yeah, that one bit and i think insurgent was out yeah and miles had a, a yeah, yeah. movie poster on the wall there, yeah. and he just walked by he was like yeah he wanted to stop and look at it no, he didn't. didn't even no he wasn't stupid got in there and you guys all sat along the front row and johnny and i sat about halfway up and then uh, when the movie was over johnny said um i got the front row you have everybody else and so johnny started making his way down i just kind of stood up in the movie theater and said okay everybody listen up something interesting is about to happen um this is my my uh my buddy um master chief hoffman he's gonna go up front he's gonna be talking to the guys who are in front in their uniforms and he is going to be explaining something to them you are more than welcome to stay and listen yeah but i want you to stay quiet if you do but if you want to leave you're you're free to leave but we're doing something completely different it has nothing to do with this movie yeah however the guys in the front row their actors are about to do a movie they are not in the military but we're giving them a taste of the military experience for their their movie and for their their uh for their enjoyment as well well for our enjoyment right? <laughs> and yeah. so they you he he went up there and pretty much just lit into you guys about why You think why why it is that he should allow you to wear the military uniform?
1: Well, it was not. I mean, there was that, but there was also sitting through that movie and hearing you and Johnny become emotional over certain things, and what that that was powerful. I mean, Mm. to see guys like you have an emotional response to something that was clearly so personal and deep and and meant something so much to you guys. It really had an impact on us. We were able to see like, this is this thing that we're doing means something to a lot of people. And it's very important. And it's to be taken very seriously. And you can't, you you didn't want to mess it up.
0: Right. You you didn't want to mess it up. You wanted to get it right. So, I mean, I remember, I I remember, I remember that movie being very, like I, I, that 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 one hit me in the heart and it's just because i knew him so well and 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 i'm in this movie watching this just thinking remembering of all all the the stuff that we would do together because we were on the we were on on a team together just all the stuff that you do as a when you're on a team together all the things all the times you got away with something and some of the times that you didn't and and there is a that we wanted to use that movie as a a moment to create a a um an environment of brotherhood yeah for you guys and for you guys to hear each other talk about the I guess the what is the what is the real reason that What is the, what is, I guess, the sub reason why you're here? Because the main reason you're here is because you're a great actor. And the other reason you're here is because you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you get to do what you're doing. It's your job. Another reason you're here is you're going to make a bunch of money doing it. Another reason you're here is because, and you can, we can go through a bunch of those, right? Yeah. But then there's this reason underneath it all that we wanted to create. Right. And, you're doing an and almost almost a, a uh, I want you to be able to learn something that is going to support him in what he's doing. But it's not just about this movie. Right. It's about the rest of your lives together. And some of you are going to bond up and some of you won't. And at the end of the day, I remember after we got back from that movie, oh, by the way, leaving that movie theater. Remember how all the people just line the hall? Yeah, that whole thing they were <laughs> they yes. don't say hey thank you for your service yeah. hey thank you for your service and I'm like oh man <laughs> like if you don't know, if, if when that movie comes out if they remember any of you it will make sense to them then right. why that was so poignant right. but we went back to our we had an instructor brief after every day Things that we could do better, things that we needed to tighten up. What did we do that was maybe a little too far? What did we do that wasn't far enough? And so we would, and we every one of you guys had training files and training records, and we had a bunch of oversight that you guys didn't even know about, and timelines and things yeah. that you can do and things that you can't. Right. And it was a very abbreviated boot camp that was, in our opinion, very light because we didn't, we we couldn't injure you. We can, we can hurt you, but we just, we didn't want to injure you. Yeah. Then you end up with your shoulder issue. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, when you see the movie, my character is, is spoken of a lot. I'm in a few scenes that are important, but you speak of my character a lot. He's gone. He was, he was killed in action. So those guys had to think of me Mm. because that's what they knew. From our training together, yeah. So I wanted it to be, you know, I wanted to, I want, all of us did everything we could to make sure we got it right. So when you're interacting, when the characters are interacting with each other, there's a reference, there's a, there's a f- familiar feeling there, and I think that training that you guys did was so important, and it's a huge part of why that movie is as good as it is. It really is. Yeah, it, was- it, was, it was such a key element into making it real and authentic and there had to be some suffering you had to go through some suffering to make that real otherwise it's all surface yeah you know and we 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 did that together i'm very
0: we knew proud of it we knew so our job was to create adversity and our job was to trust you with the adversity Yeah, that was our job. And that was a and and, you know, there was we did when we did Billy Lynn, there was a there was a few of those guys we really didn't trust with adversity. Yeah. And and that was our reference point. Well, I I think Lone Survivor was more of our reference point. And those guys were all just it was just a bunch of awesome, big, fit dudes and out there doing awesome things. Yeah. And um, and then we did Billy Lynn. It wasn't quite that. And so our bar was reset. Yeah. But then when you guys came along, um, being able to sit with you guys, and that was when we really identified our job is to trust you with adversity, create adversity, and trust you with it. Right. And I I remember that that there is so much that happens in my life that I am just, there, there's just, that is that is massive adversity. It's just... There are times where I look at my life and I'm can't doesn't anything isn't anything going right? Yeah, it's like I got, you know, I got got kids acting up, you know, and my kids are uh, like half of them are out of the house, you know. Right, one of them's right there. Yeah, is did you just wave? (laughs) I was right there. He he just waved like 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 everybody can everybody can see him. It's Perfect. You know, but 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 these guys like they they. You know, when they hurt, I hurt. They're going through adversity; I'm going through adversity. Absolutely. Um, When, and and I remember just when when I when I first became a believer, I remember one of the first things that my pastor told me was, "This is not going to be easy." It's not because, it's not like you become a Christian and then everything's just all of a sudden the lights turn on in the room and everything's all rosy and everything's perfect. You know exactly what to say, exactly where to go, everything else. No, it doesn't work like that. And if I am in a tough, if I, it can be something that's not even that tough. I can, I can stub my toe on something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, oh gosh, darn it. No, 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 no. Bad words probably gonna come out of my mouth. When I know why? Is just because that's just kind of how I'm, yeah, uh, how too. I'm wired. Me too. It's just what I. It's just and so, uh, so i have a bunch of struggles that I've been through adversity. There have been a bunch of really tough situations that I've gone through adversity. But the thing is, is that. God knows that he can trust me with every bit of these adversities. Now God does not do evil, but God is going to show me a way through it and I'm never gonna be by myself. And that is super important to me. That is a super key part of this life is that I know that with through all the adversity, God isn't gonna give me something I can't handle. And in the middle of it, when I'm sitting there going through my struggle, God's saying, I can trust you with that adversity. And so I remember thinking that when I was there, Because I know, I know uh, these, we we called you guys the kids. Whenever we talked about you guys as a group, we talked about you guys as the kids or the guys. Mm -hmm. And I just, I remember, like Johnny and I were talking about how you guys must feel being there, thinking that you're with a bunch of guys that absolutely hate you, and their job is to teach you something and and enjoy watching your 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 pain. There was some degree of that, no, oh, of course. But man, we just fell in love with you guys. It's the on day one, we we're like, these guys are Beulah is Haka, you know Cole in that weird like stoic British look he always had on his face the, with the flock of seagulls haircut. Yeah, <laughs> flocking seagulls haircut. We made you guys make a flock of seagulls music or video no, was, or no it was aha uh-huh. aha uh-huh. yeah, yeah take would, on well,
1: me he, he got there late remember <laughs> he got there a day late so yeah. when we came back from the movie he didn't go to the movie he was waiting there in the hallway and you guys just descended upon him like a yes. <laughs> bunch of vultures You're like what is with that hair because he was doing the show Peaky Blinders yes where he had this period haircut where the hair kind of swooped over his eye yeah what the hell's with that hair oh my god what are you flock of seagulls yeah oh that was funny i ran i ran so far away (laughs) 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 and he was just i was like oh i'm just glad i'm not him right now
0: man we just loved you guys man it was so cool that after it was all done um, being able to bond with you guys and then show you guys like who we really were
1: yeah no that was great
0: you know that, that
1: was... moment that moment when it was all over and we had to actually see you as human beings and not torture torture chamber yeah people, yeah it was incredible you know it was great and, and you know my wife told me before I left she's like you'll probably make friends with the military guys before you do with the actors and that's kind of kind of what happened but yeah it's okay with me. You
0: know, I remember when um, uh, we were—I think day one—I said I want you guys to really closely pay attention to us, the instructors, what we say, how we say it, our our mannerisms, our 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 characteristics, the things that make us unique. Yeah, pay attention to those. Pick cue in on the things that we say repeatedly. The things that we say, and at the end, you guys are going to do skits and you get to make fun of us. Yeah, that was fun, and because that's a tradition in our. Branch of the military, right? Um, in the well, in our in our community, in the military, that every time you move from phase to phase of training and in, in uh, steel training, you get to uh, roast your you get to roast your instructors on the way out, and the instructors love it because they get to roast each other, yeah, through watching them eat, watching each other get roasted by the students, sure. And so, man, every time you guys would bust up on Johnny, it oh was. My gosh so insanely funny that my stomach actually hurt and johnny's like whose bright idea was to give these guys the the time to do skits and it was like two in the morning too you know it was like we had to get truck lights and put it on the pt stage yeah and i remember i remember thinking uh well johnny and i talked about this i said yeah the part of this i didn't think about was when you get professional actors to make a chance to make fun of you it's going to be good it's going to be amazing yeah. and that's exactly exactly what happened You guys were making fun was of. was a good time hopping in his painted toenails and
1: man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude was he was an intense guy. he's an intense guy I love the guy he's incredible he's a great yeah. human being but boy he was he was intimidating and you know to go into it as a grown fully developed man at 42 or 3 which I was at the time to be intimidated by another man is is that's something, mm-hmm. and to feel that is is uncomfortable, and it was intimidating as hell. Yeah, you know? it was it was rough. Yeah, but I think it made the movie really good. I think it really helped the movie
0: become what it was. When you were. um your first movie that you did w- was uh, General's Daughter, right? That was your breakout?
1: It was like the first major studio movie that kind of had an impact.
0: When when you were doing that, because General's Daughter. Let's see. Uh, who's in that? Was that a John Travolta, John Travolta movie? Alan yeah. Stowe, James Cromwell, yeah, Timothy Hutton. James Cromwell, he's in all those movies that are like that. You know, he's always the the uh the senator been that doing went, it forever yeah. the senator that went south you know what i mean that's yeah. like that, that's that guy um how did that change your mind to- about your career like did it well i guess more did it change your mind but did it solidify the fact you wanted to be an actor or did it did did you look at it and say like ah, i think i'm gonna give this a shot i might give it another chance like where? like what happened there with the
1: no with i mean the- i was at that point i had you know, I moved to New York to start studying in 94. I did that movie in 98 and I'd done a, you know, a couple of TV things and, you know, smaller movies before that and plays lots of theater. So I was really dedicated to it. It was something I really wanted to do. There was no, there was no if, or maybe it was like, this is what I'm doing. Um, it did sort of validate my choices you know, that I was able to do that movie in that role. And, um, kept me going forward Uh, now since then there's been a lot of ups and downs right like i talked about before yeah at that moment i was young and like very optimistic about my career and where i was headed uh so it was a it was it was a huge positive i I loved doing it it was great it was a great it was a great role and a, a lot of great people were involved with it so
0: what What's the difference between acting on stage and acting in a movie? Well, like a like I guess a camera. So a camera. Yeah, the camera's stage.
1: in your face, and everything you do with a camera in your face has to be has to be smaller and and more personal and more. If you think something on the when the camera is pointed at you, it'll show up on on stage. You have to make sure everybody in the back row is hearing you, so it's automatically a little more physical and a little more pronounced so everyone can kind of read what you're doing but the key is to to do that and still make it real you always want it to be real but you have to make sure that the if it's authentic that it's being projected out mm-hmm. so everyone can can see it and understand it um Maybe at least mic'd up no no you're wow. not mic'd up yeah you're it's all your own instrument and I loved it. I haven't done it in a really long time. It's been years since I've done theater because I live in Los Angeles and I have a family and it's, mm. it doesn't really make sense to do right now. I mean, hopefully in the future, I'll get another opportunity to do it because I love it. It's yeah. an actor's medium when you're out there on stage and it's just you and the, the audience and the words mm. and the other actors. It's, it's great. It's an, it's an
0: incredible um, It's an incredible medium. I love it so what's what's happening now what are you up to what are you up to now is there something else that you're working on you have i'm gonna start on a i'm
1: gonna do a show called the old man um okay when we get back to work i was about to start before the strike happened and that's with jeff bridges and john lithgow
0: and i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to getting back to Oh, that'll be that's those are some legends there yeah yeah definitely so. And your your last major one was uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, I had a small part in that movie. It was. Great. I didn't even know you were in it because you never said anything to me. Yeah, and I sat down in it, and, uh, and we're in the movie, and, and, and there you are, and you're you're just, yeah, you're you're just yeah, you're just you're being a dick to the <laughs> to the dude that owns the the, yeah, the uh the Christian garage, Dale. you know? Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm sitting there just. He is having so much fun doing that. It was fun. Yeah. He had so much fun doing that that role. It
1: was great. And you get to work with Christian Bale, who's arguably one of our greatest actors, right? And mm-hmm. James Mangold directed it, and it was really, really, really fun. I'm glad I did it. Um, it was it ended up being a really great movie. So when you get to it be part of something like that, it's always special. Yeah. Yeah. You do a lot of things in your career, a lot of work you do you do because you need to do it and you got to get paid and you got to make money and then there's things like thank you for your service or 42 or ford versus ferrari that are special and they tell mm-hmm. a great story and, and, and you could show your kids those movies and be proud of them yeah that's one thing i always think about is like i hope like my one of my children look at some of the stuff that i've done that they'll be proud and feel good about it you know
0: do you, do you remember my uh my tmz speech
1: Yes, don't end up on TMZ or yeah. come. <laughs> kick our you know what. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like it'll be an angry black man staying at the foot of your bed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Get you up making you do push ups in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I owe Miles a visit. Um, I think
1: he ended up on TMZ once. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In in San
0: Diego. In San Diego. And I, how I knew he was gonna end up on TMZ is because I think I got some phone calls from police officers. Oh no, really. And uh yeah, because I know a lot of police officers in our town yeah and um yeah that was uh that was that was interesting so um if uh you see miles are here from miles <laughs> do tell you talk him, to him tell, do i i have i
1: text with him every now and then oh he's yeah? a fantastic actor
0: he sure is he's, man he's he's I think he's one of the, one him, of the most talented actors t- around. Don't tell, tell him I said hi, and tell him uh, I still owe him a visit for uh, for the, violating yeah. violating the TMZ I'm sure clause. Be, I'm
1: sure he'd be happy to see you show up at his front. I'm truck. sure he
0: would not. <laughs> I'm he, sure he would. He, he would yeah, not. He would. He probably would. Yeah, he would. Oh man, I got along well with him. I got. I really just enjoyed all you guys, man. And we had so much fun doing that. That just that one project, but then, but then since then, watching you do life and getting to be a part of that because one of the things i always tell i tell all those guys is that i'm right here yeah the last and i think billy lynn those guys i think we had them for like two and a half weeks or some stupid long amount of time yeah and i said after this i am i'm not going anywhere yeah every one of you will be able to get my phone number and i will be accessible to you as long as i have a as long as i have a heart rate yeah i i will i will answer the phone i will answer text messages and i think johnny even said he goes you end up in jail you call us we show up that's a promise and it was i believe that yeah and um and, and a lot of you guys i stayed in touch with and i stayed in touch with the most unlikely of the guys especially from um, going all the way back to lone survivor and, and, and Billy Lynn being able to talk and stay in touch with these guys and the phone calls I would get sometimes super late at night. I just had an argument with this producer. How would I, how do I handle that? Um, I think my girlfriend and I are, are breaking up. Uh, my girlfriend got pregnant. I have that one. Um, uh, I, I, I will not work for this director, but I've but I'm trying to figure out how I can still do because this project is something I really want to do, but I just can't stand the director. I vowed I would never work with the, the weirdness like that. Right. Yeah. Happened. Happened. Um, hey, um, I'm having some issues with my dad. Very common one. Hmm. And and that's not just amongst your group and other other actors. That's just men in general. Right. It's just just guys saying, I, I have a struggle with my dad. I have a hard time forgiving. I have a hard time letting go of something. I have a hard time because I haul around this massive amount of bitterness in my heart and I don't know what to do with it. And when you start to place a bunch of truth on the table in front of them about that bitterness and the stuff that they've encountered, because a lot of dudes don't talk like this, like you and I can have a real conversation. Mm -hmm. I could sit at a table with you. Sam and I talked about this the other the other uh, the other day, right? And we we're talking about. And I asked him. I said, "Can do you have any men in your life that you could sit at a table with, in absolute silence, no phone, no TikTok, no Instagram, no TV is on, nobody else around, no beer on the table, soda, nothing. Just two dudes sit there and stand and sit face to face and not be uncomfortable, right?" I asked Sammy, I said, do, do you have anybody in your life that, that you can do that with? And he was like, I don't I don't think so. Hmm. He said, do you? I'm like, yeah, got a bunch of them. I said, you're one of them. And for me, you're one of those guys. I could sit in absolute silence with you and be 100% comfortable. Yeah. And too. when you have somebody, and that's a good measure and yeah. a lot of men they don't know how to measure relationships and why is it that silence is such a good measure for what you would consider a key relationship in your in your life it's because when there's silence you're no longer using bravado and and uh, and, and and words to try to put forward who you are or right. social media to try right. to say this is who I am on social media there is none of that you literally are stripped down And it's, it's a, it's a figurative, the figure of speech, but you're, you're stripped down to the metal when you're sitting just face to face with somebody. Right. And being able to do that and stay comfortable. Now, the next one that gets really uncomfortable is do that and just sit there and stare at each other. That gets really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I don't. Th- I don't think I've ever tested that one. Not, not really, really interested in it. Well, I don't really want to. Um, a little creepy. I, it's just. It's just weird. <laughs> it's a little
1: creepy, Bram. Uh, you know, but- I, I was. I was lucky enough <laughs> in my life to have a, a an amazing father. My dad um, was was. I didn't have an older brother. I had my dad. I got a younger sister. So my dad and I. You, you know, my dad's always been my hero. He was, uh, you know, not without his faults, but, but a really good human being he's still with us. Thank God. Uh, he's coming out for Thanksgiving. Nice. Um, but him and I, he taught me a lot of really important things about what it is to be a good man, to take care of your children, to be there for them, to, to listen, to be able to talk, to be emotional, listen, you know, my dad's a tough guy, but I saw him cry. I saw him feel things. I think that's okay if it's real, and I I try to tell my kids that. Um,
0: When's the last time you cried about something? Oh
1: God, probably the other day.
0: I cried a good Hallmark commercial, dude. Yeah,
1: man, I'm I'm super emotional. My wife is like, "Wow, you're
0: you're low you're, T. You're, you're a lot." She man. said, "Yeah, you're low she, T, dude.
1: Low T. Does not have anything to do with low T?" <laughs> It might. Hey, I mean, it's right like male you know, menopause. I had hey, my doctor How talking. often
0: do I bring up low T, Zach? Often, often. Yeah, it's my new joke because I'm, well, was low T, you know, for a while. Well,
1: we well, start to get to the age where it, the, me, my doctor calls it male menopause, which is, that's hey, it's wonderful. It's a thing.
0: thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. I don't uh, know about the male menopause part, but the low T thing, 100%.
1: I mean, I've always kind of been emotional, even in my very high T low days. T.
0: No. Not always low. (laughs)
1: I thought that's what you were gonna say.
0: I've always been kind of low T. Low (laughs) T.
1: No, um, but I think it's I think it's important to be able to let your children be who they are, encourage them, and Mm -hmm. and, and encourage their strengths, and and, um, support their weaknesses, and just try to help them as much as you can. But my dad was always really good at that, I could always talk to my dad. I could talk to my dad about anything. And I always think to myself, if I can do half the job he did at being a father, I would
0: be successful. So mm-hmm. I had a great role model. Did you grow up having like so typical Wisconsin winners, right? Yeah. Um Thermostat or Fireplace? Both. Nice. It was both in my house, yeah. Yep, so do we. Yeah. It was it was uh
1: you were northern wisconsin
0: yeah well middle okay middle of the hand yeah, Southeastern, right? eastern so down by the illinois border sort of yeah it was um i mean so we're both from wisconsin zach is from wisconsin he's from the verona area right um sam just got back from rapids so he went up to visit uh his grandparents oh, cool. so my, my parents so he went up there for a while him and his him and his brother and he they just had a blast up there just doing wisconsin things yeah there's a lot know. of fun things to do there for sure it's just a it's a different it's a different world yeah. when you're up there and you go there and los you try angeles, to Virginia? explain los angeles san oh. diego southern california yeah to them the world. they're like i don't i don't i don't get it i don't, I don't understand and my hometown um our our mayor is this buddy of mine named shane we went to high school together and our congressman is uh um Derek Van Orden and we were in the SEAL team together okay and so the three of us are in a three-way text chat we're all three Wisconsin boys it's great and it's it's I got these two guys and and they didn't I didn't know they knew each other until they were together one day and, and I came up in a conversation and so they texted me because so we end up in a three-way chat since then but people we always talk about uh, it's hard to understand California when you are, all you have to go on is the media. No, oh, sure. And they are just what's on TV and right. things like that. Yeah. So, so uh, Shane is now getting out of politics. And I said, Hey man, you got to come down here and just, and just check it out. You're gonna, it'll, it'll, it'll be it's like in a whole nother world. Yeah,
1: It's a whole, it's a whole nother world for sure. And l- listen, some of my closest, dearest friends live in Wisconsin. Some of my closest, dearest friends live here. And they all have different views on the world and on politics and on religion. But for me, the common denominator is, are you a good person?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you treat other people? Mm-hmm. Are you a kind person? Are you a strong person? Do you stand up for the things you believe in? Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with you on politics. We don't have to agree to be friends. We have to agree on being a good person.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I... Do you have friends that are not like you politically?
1: Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah.
0: And are they still your friends? Yeah. Zach doesn't have any friends that are like him in in politics. Well, here's the thing. like like, (laughs) We've had to work at it. I mean, I've got a a couple of really dear
1: friends who are polar opposites in terms of... Mm. Um, religion and politics, and you know, we talk about it, and we've gotten into it over certain certain things that we feel differently about. But isn't that what this country's supposed to be about? Right? Mm-hmm. Can't you? Aren't you supposed to be able to sit across from somebody and have a discussion that is heated and and have feel passionately about what you believe in, and they believe in something different, and then you walk away and your friends still mm-hmm. because. I would help their child if they needed it and they would help my child if my child yep. needed it. Yeah. That's what I care about. I don't really care, you know. I don't... always
0: I always tell people I have three rules. Rule number 1 is um don't lie to me. Right. Rule number 2 is don't lie about me. Rule number 3 is uh be kind. Yeah. So those three things we're going to we're going to nail it if 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 those yeah. three things happen. So those right? are great. Those yep. are great rules but um but you know if if somebody if somebody is going to be unkind to me one of the biggest joys of being a dad is teaching my kids how to handle when bad things happen that involves their friends at school when I'm not there yeah and so i had the the kids and i i uh I think on the last the last episode I think we talked about this right Sam the character what's character Sam say it again what's character Character is the place inside you where the things that you do the things that you say and the decisions you make come from So it's the place inside you That's where impressive. the things the things that you say and the things that you do right and the decisions that you make they all come from somewhere inside of you right And so walking your walking your boys through that and sitting down at the end of a day and say okay so we had the character talk before you 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 said the words before you went in how did you do and there was so many times that they would you know um like uh i think i remember one day you came home from school and you just said i i i didn't i didn't do well today what happened i laughed at a joke and it it was a joke that somebody else said intended for somebody else Mm -hmm. making fun of somebody else and i laughed at it i said whoa was it was it funny? <laughs> Sam, well, that's the thing, right? Like, like, listen, Sam said it was really funny. Yeah, and I said, okay, so that's so. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I think when you're a kid and you're growing up, you go through bullying, being bullied, bullying, mm-hmm. being unkind to others, at the making jokes at these the expense of others. I mean, I'm guilty of all those things. Yeah. As you get older, you start to understand how hurtful things, certain things can be. Mm-hmm. And you learn from it, and you don't do it anymore. Right. But none of us are perfect. There's no kid out there that doesn't go through some of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. either you know, you, everyone gets bullied at some point. Some kids bully. I did both. I mean, that's
0: how I grew yeah, up. At some point in your life, you're gonna be a part of both. And right.
1: And 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 all you can do is be sorry for it. Yeah. And try to teach your kids differently. And I'm sure my kids will probably go through the same thing. Um, How old are you guys? Ten and seven
0: and a half. Yeah, I think with my guys, having them experience... Um, what it's uh, it just having them experience the other side of it. The other the like what happens the next day. Because I remember when the guys came home and they just said oh, I laughed at a joke. I said, Okay, um, so what do we do tomorrow? Right. Do you was this you or was it Micah? I think it was Micah. Yeah. I don't remember which one of you guys because I I said, Well, what are you gonna do tomorrow? And all you do is just ask questions. They're gonna solve the problem themselves. I'm gonna go and make it right. I can't wait to hear how that went next day he comes home I have a new friend at school well what happened well remember that kid that was getting laughed at yeah I went up and just told him that I'm sorry I was wrong will you forgive me yeah it's the three most powerful things you can say to somebody absolutely not, not I love you that's weak that those words are get abused of course I love you is powerful but when you say I'm sorry I was wrong and will you forgive me that's what I taught the boys and so the boys would say it to each other hmm I would say that to them if I overreacted on something. Mm-hmm. And it has, there's, there's a, a power and a strength to that because it takes vulnerability to say that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And we've, I'm sorry, everybody knows I'm sorry. I was wrong. I know the difference between right and wrong. And will you forgive me? I understand the biblical standard of forgiveness and what it means and that it's that it's that it's transactional. And so when you are able to say those things, it's there is a healing power that takes place that is far stronger than just letting it go and allowing maybe some time to bring some balance like the world would say right yeah it's not gonna work so well in in i think as you go through life you're pretty much gonna figure out that why is everything around me relationally crumbling to the ground as you leave a wake of death and destruction relationally everywhere you go right right but these guys watching them go through that and then me just asking questions they started huh there is a way out of this Mm -hmm. and then they would come back the next day i have a new friend you know and so there's another so that's what i mean by the other side the other side of that right yeah no that's interesting
1: i think i think um with boys, here's another here's another thing that being a parent in today's world, especially being a parent of boys, there's a whole new set of rules that they've got to live by because our society has changed so much in terms mm-hmm. of what's acceptable and what's not, Yeah, and it's scary. It's like they have to really, really understand boundaries and what's acceptable and what's not, and you have to teach that to them because – you make a wrong move, you're in trouble. Your life can be ruined. Mm. So those things scare me. I mean, I have to be and I I came up, you know, in the 80s and 90s where things were just it was like the wild west, you know. There weren't very strict guidelines that boys and young men lived by in terms of what's acceptable and what's not with in terms of what's, what, what the proper things are in, in terms of dating and how to talk to women and all those things, all that has changed. So that, that whole territory is going to be interesting as they get older.
0: Have you had the, have you had the, the, the talk with the boys about, um, sex and gender and all that kind of stuff? Have you, have, have they no, asked, have they uh, asked any weird they've questions? Asked questions they- they've asked, there's been a couple things. I mean, are they in private school or are they in public no, school? No, they're in public school. Public school, good. Yeah. And, and well, there's
1: been questions. There's been questions about Um, my son came home and said, What is gay? What does gay mean? And my wife and I were like, Well, my, you know, Corey, my beautiful wife, was like, It's like gay means when there's either mom and dad are mom and dad, but there can be two dads or two moms who love each other and that's that's what gay is well that's weird well no it's not weird it's different different so you know there's a big difference
0: yeah well I mean, it's you, not you, weird because it's very common you know you now. just have to be careful because
1: yep. I mean, every every you know you don't the world has changed mm-hmm. some in some ways good in some ways bad and and uh like i said like i have you can be gay
0: what it about the be. gender piece in the public schools? Like, have That's, they experienced that?
1: No, no, they haven't. They haven't. And we're very, you know, sort of following that pretty closely because I don't think children are mature enough to really understand what all that is. I mean, if there's a kid who says they feel one way, who's to say that they don't? I stay out of that. Mm-hmm. In terms of my children, I just listen to what they say, and so far, they're they're both boys, and I'm 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 happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'll, Stick with that, you know, if they have some other, you know, we, we, we pray every night. And one of the things we say in our prayer is, God, let them always be themselves, let them be content and let them always be themselves. So whatever that means, I, I would support it, The, uh, you know.
0: Well, look, you might want me to, I mean, to, to help you with that one really quick. Sure. So content. Content. The difference between content, because a lot of people mix up the word content with satisfied. Mm-hmm. If you're satisfied, that means that you're um, you're you, you're you're pretty much settling. You're yes, right, right. That's not what I mean by but, content. No, no, I know, I know, yeah, I know. But content, I'm content. I know you're content. Yes, you told me off off camera. We were over here. We were talking when I was listening to you. When I was listening to how you were, because I wanted to know how you were. So, hey, how's it going sure. with your with your your industry right now? Because the industry is just it's like, they have they've lost their damn minds. I know man. they I know. have just That's lost insane. it. Getting started on that. It's, <laughs> okay. it's a disaster. It's just and uh, oh, I said no awesome email to SAG the other day because I'm, you know, you get, I get and it. My email is like, I got like nine things from SAG a day. And mm-hmm. I finally sent him an email and it just said, you know, I told him what I thought about them and striking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, yeah, go ahead and cancel me. You can go ahead and you can take away my membership. Even I'm fine with that. Cancel. I'm fine with that. Cancel. <laughs> oh boy. But it, but, um, but content um, if someone's content when you're, you're hundred percent content and that is so good. That means, Hey man, my wife is awesome. My kids are awesome. I have a roof over my head. Yes. I have food in the refrigerator. I have a car that gets me around. That's right. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm able to pay my bills. I'm able to, and I get to spend time with these babies and I get to, and I get to I, I impart my wisdoms onto them. I get to spend time with them and watch them grow. It doesn't get any better than that. When you were, Talking like that, I was like, "Dude's completely content." But are you satisfied? Better not be.
1: No hell. You know not. what I mean? No, no, no. I'm not satisfied. Of course not. Uh, in certain, and in, in, in especially with work and that kind of stuff, definitely not. And you're always working to make yourself better, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, on every level, but like I said, my my children and my wife, that the, the important things are all intact. And you can, if you can wake up and have those things intact and I don't want to do anything to mess those things up, mm-hmm. I try very hard not to do that. Yeah. And now I'm not, I've got a lot of problems and issues and things that, that I deal with, but I don't want them to affect that part of my life. You know, I'm, you know, we all have our struggles and things that we're dealing with. Um, But that is, it's very important to not put a blemish on that.
0: Mm-hmm. On your headstone,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what's written on your headstone? What would be, what would you want written on your headstone? What are people going to remember you the most for?
1: Well, I've always been myself. I've always been myself. I've never tried to be anything else but myself. And one of the things you said to me when I was standing in front of you and all those other guys when we sort of had... (laughs) a wrap up that last night we had to all stand in front of you guys and you guys kind of told us what you thought. And one of the things that was a huge compliment coming from you and all those other guys was like, you know, who you are. That's what you said to me. It's like, you know who you are and nothing's going to change. And we like that about you. Mm. And that I felt like that was true. I've always felt that way. I've always like, I don't, change to try to impress other people or be something that I'm not yeah you know i am what i am i try to become a better version of that but i I've never had an identity crisis I've never f- wished I was something else or someone else or you know especially at this point in my life do I wish I had more money do I wish I was being I had more success in my career of course but I wouldn't want to change places with anyone else that's just like i like I feel comfortable in my own skin and i want my boys to feel that too yeah i think that if you know we're gonna put something on my gravestone besides
0: that's a lot that's a very type um new romans time in uh uh uh, size 10 font on a very large grade gravestone that was that would fit great that'd be great on there so sounds good and yeah, that's cool, because no one would no one read it either if it was like <laughs> no that. One yes. <laughs> no one would care. No one would care, Ramp. They would absolutely care. No. Probably not, that's all right. Well, um, I want to, uh, um, maybe what we can do, Zach, is just put some links on this that has uh, the links to YouTube, some of the the, the highlights out of like, stuff that you've done and the movies. And you're an insanely talented actor. Oh, one of the, my favorite things to do is go to a movie and not know a whole lot about who's in the movie and see if any, and I always call them my boys, right? right. Yeah. My boys in that, in that movie. And, and I didn't even think of it dur- during, during uh, Ford versus Ferrari. It didn't even occur to me that right. you would be in there when you were in there. I was just like, Oh yes. yeah. I get, I'm, and I get so stoked because that's a, uh, that is a, uh, that's, it's another step in the direction that I know you wanted to go because acting is what you do and you do so well and watching that. And then, you know, when you came over and you had, you, you came over, had your wife, it was great. and it was great got visit. to hang out at the at the house with you and, and her and get to know her because uh, I imagine she wanted to put a.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because when I was doing that movie, when I was working with you guys <laughs> and doing that movie, she was pregnant with my second son yep and you called her and he told her it was going to be all right. And then I'd get back in one piece and. She appreciated that, although I was questioning why you wanted my wife's number at first. I was like, oh, God, is he going to start?
0: I knew, yeah, we knew she was pregnant, and I was just like, hey, man, what's he your married- wife's number? And like, you, you were you were just like, okay. You just- <laughs> <laughs> like, that was way too easy, dude. What are you doing? Oh, God. And uh, you did ask why. I Yo, said, well, I, I, I want to give her an update on you. Yeah, which was very Because you're, you're in the middle of stuff, and uh, I think she's, because I think the producers told us that you're, that you had a baby do, yeah. and and it could happen pretty much any time, and they were afraid of that. And I just said, let's let's uh, let's make sure. And we never got that number, so I got it from you. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Johnny and I were we were there. and I was calling, and I was like, kind of like doing a this is Instructor Bram yeah. <laughs> from Camp Juilliard, home <laughs> yeah. of the Wayward Boys. she yeah,
1: was like, oh God, what's what going on? She here? was like, wait, who is this? <laughs> when I called her the first night i said this is she's like hey i'm like uh. she's like oh my god what's wrong with you i'm like it's gonna be a terrible week and i just wanted to call and tell you i can't talk to you anymore i love I got, you not kidding <laughs> why <laughs> yeah it was it was memorable for sure
0: man those are some good times though i mean i look back and i just had a blast um yeah, it was. <laughs> glad you glad you had such a fun time. That's great. Oh, Sam, why am I here on this planet? To entertain yourself. To entertain myself. I
1: I always I... tell my wife that my sole purpose in the family is for entertainment, for the children, and for her, and for myself. Yeah. So it kind of broadens out a
0: little yep. bit. I'm I'm here to entertain me. I'm just going to use him to do it, and at times you and you know sure, Miles and <laughs> Cole and yeah Hayes and beulah i mean the next time you uh you, you talk to any of those guys you tell them i said hello i will man for sure um i uh um, i think you gave me a number for beulah last time It did, did it didn't work really yeah and so it got it maybe literally said his
1: number that's what i got for
0: maybe you. it just it just got kicked back or whatever it's a um, uh, big deal but just tell him i said hi tell i will them, tell him I, I miss those guys and and uh hope everything's going well for them and and Brad, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks here. for taking the time. Man. This is uh, it was great. Yeah. This I is this, this was time. this Thank was you. fun. It was this awesome. was fun. So um uh, um I want you to go on, do amazing stuff. The thanks. old man is the next one that we can look for you. man,
1: I start working on in January. So okay. we'll see. Any
0: any more after that?
1: No. I mean, we don't have a there's no work going on right now. So I yeah. got that before the strike happened. So we'll see how that goes, and then okay. hopefully there'll be more after that. All right. Other the things. Man.
0: We look for you in that. Thanks, Bram. So dude, you're awesome. You're awesome. Bram Radio.